Welcome to the Empower From Within podcast presented to you by Trezal House. I'm your host, Jessica West, founder, author, speaker, and coach. Every week on the show, I share an inspiring interview with an incredible entrepreneur, author, healer, or change maker to tell their empowering story. At the end of each episode, I highlight the key self-empowerment takeaways to help you discover the limitless power you have within yourself to reach for your greatest desires and create the life that's truly worth living on your terms. I'm so happy to have you here with me today and together, let's go within. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. Today I'm speaking with Nicole Harvick. This is going to be part one of our incredible conversation and today's going to focus on forgiveness. Nicole is known as the forgiveness expert and quantum energy healer. Her mission is to assist people from all walks of life to identify and release negative emotions that are stuck inside their body, causing them sickness and emotional pain. She firmly believes that by understanding and practicing forgiveness in your healing journey, you will be able to free yourself of painful memories that are holding you back from a life of emotional freedom. The modalities she's certified in and practices are Reiki, meditation, hypnosis, sound therapy, cellular memory retrieval, and Ho'oponopono emotional freedom technique or EFT. As I mentioned, this is part one of our incredible conversation. As you'll see, Nicole is so filled with incredible knowledge and wisdom, and I really could not help but ask her so many questions. And so this conversation ran long. It's probably one of the longest podcast episodes that I have recorded. So I decided to split it up in two. And today's part of the conversation really focuses on forgiveness, which I think is absolutely perfect with us going into the holiday season. And many of us are getting prepared to see family, extended family, relatives that we haven't seen in a long time. And as we know, families could get a little messy and it could bring up unwanted negative emotions from the past. And so what better time to begin looking at simple forgiveness practices that we can all begin embodying in our life. And so today we talk about simple, a simple forgiveness practice called Ho'oponopono. And we also talk about what it means to forgive and forget, what forgiveness really means for ourself and our body. And we also get into speaking about self-love and how when we truly love ourselves, we also begin to love everyone around us at a soul level. And so without any further ado, please help me welcome Nicole Harvick. Hi, Nicole, and welcome to the Empower From Within podcast. It is so great having you here today. I'm hoping that we can dive right in and maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background story as to what led you to becoming the quantum energy healer that you are today. This started, uh, as I reflect back, this started a long, long time ago. And even when I was a, a, a young girl, I would read books about psychic things and I would read these books about, you know, believe it or not, how to do spells, things like that. I was really interested in anything that pertained with with anything out of the ordinary. And I was that child that at about 10 years old, I started having seances 
and in a playhouse my dad made for me when I was smaller. So I've always had an interest in in that world, you know, not not in a in a way that was obsessive, but I just always had things happen to me. And I can remember one time as as a child, I was laying in bed at night and I felt something like put its hands around my throat and I had to tear it off. So I've always, and I, I never mentioned it to my mom or dad. I don't know why. I don't, I probably because it was so odd that I didn't know what they do, but it has continued throughout my life. I tried to put it aside and not really pay attention to the messages, to any, you know, any downloads that I was getting, but I just got to a point in my life where I knew this was my calling. It had been since I was very, very young. And as I got older and started really thinking about it, I thought to myself, you know, I've been given a really, really special gift because I'll, I have all my clear abilities and like clairaudient, clairsentient. Um, the biggest one is clairaudient. I get my messages downloaded straight through me. Very seldom do I, I actually hear someone speaking. Occasionally I will, but I get these downloads and it just kind of led me on this road um, that I knew I had a different calling. And how, how this portion really started is 10 years ago, um, I found out that my husband was cheating on me and I started this path of healing because it really took a toll on me. It was absolutely devastating after 25 years of marriage to find that out. And, you know, not only was I heartbroken, but it was after a few months, it was really starting to take a toll on me in terms of my health. And so I learned, I, I have more certificates than you can even imagine to where I learned Reiki and I learned sound healing. I earned, learned quantum energy healing. Uh, I learned everything you can possibly imagine, but it was to try to heal me because I knew that going to the doctor and getting on pills was not going to do it. And so I, I made a lot of progress. Everything worked. You know, I did meditation. I, I did everything and I was feeling better. I was starting to feel back like to my normal self instead of just doing everything by muscle memory, you know, taking my kids here, taking my kids there. But then it got to a point where even though I was feeling better, I was still not well in terms of inside of me. I knew there was something very, very off and I didn't know what it was, but my hair was falling out and I, my, I would scratch my skin until I bled. And I, I just, I, I thought I, I need help. I've got to figure out what this is. Well, what I was missing was forgiveness. And I really didn't know anything about what that meant or how to do it. But once I kept hearing forgiveness, I, I knew I had to research that. I had to understand it and I had to utilize it for my own self-healing. So that's what I started doing is I just started with me and I started forgiving myself. And I used a method called Ho'oponopono. And that's an ancient Hawaiian forgiveness practice. It had four sayings to it. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. 
And once I started using that, it was like I saw it every place. So I knew, I knew I was on the right track with that. And, and I kept thinking, you know, I've gone to counselors. I've been in all these clubs for divorced women or hurt women. And, and how is this going to help me? Because this is free. And my guides just told me, try it, just try it. So I would, I would lay in bed at night. You know, I always use the in between time. And that's like right before you're awake or right before you go to sleep, because your subconscious will pick up everything you tell it and embed it in you. And I would just lay there with my hand on my heart, repeating those phrases over and over and over. And within a couple of weeks, I, I just started feeling lighter. I just started, things just started melting away. And what I will tell everyone is, is forgiveness has to start with you and it's for you. You have to forgive yourself. And, and I did, and I started looking back at some of the things that maybe didn't go right, or maybe I felt a little guilt about. And then what I understood was I didn't really do anything with malice. I made a lot of mistakes, but I did it with what I knew at the time, what I, what I thought was right. So it wasn't really, it, I, I felt that I didn't really do it to hurt anybody. It's truly what I felt at the time. So that led me to understand that if I understood that with myself, maybe other people felt the same way when, when they did something to me. So that really helped me to understand and it helped me to start forgiving. And when you start that journey, you really start a path of self-love because you've forgiven yourself. And once I started that, that was really just, that was one of the biggest epiphanies for me because I, I never thought about loving myself. I love my kids, my parents, my siblings, I, you know, my dog. And I thought, you know, do, do you, what does that mean to love myself? And so I, I went on that exploration and honestly, self-love opens the door to even more healing. And, and that was the, that when I found that out, I thought, my gosh, you know, there's so many people like me that are hurt or that they don't understand, or they're living with trauma. And so when I realized that I thought if I can change, anybody can change, you know, you think, oh, you're too old or you don't want to, or it's too hard. It's the best thing I ever did truly was to start that path of self-healing. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I love that you point out like that you didn't do it out of malice. And I really believe that we're each doing what we can like with the, to the best of our knowledge, like we're doing the best we can with the information that we have. I don't think anybody intentionally wants to harm anybody. You just get to a point where like, you don't know what to do anymore. And it's almost like, you know, you make these bad decisions in order to make yourself feel safe, but everyone's only doing the best they can. Uh, like, what's your take on that? What do you think about that? I think you're absolutely right because we're just working with the knowledge we have in that moment of the situation. We and and we can never read what someone else is going through unless they tell us. And a lot of time when people are in pain or do something against us, it's that pain that is driving them or that anger or that self-doubt. There's so many insecurities within the person 
that one of the things I learned is to take nothing personally because, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to go back to how my husband was. I was married to a narcissist and I could never, never, never do anything right. There would always be a repercussion or, well, you should have done this or had, did you think about this? Well, if I'd have thought about it, I would have done it, but I didn't. But when I, when I understood that that type of person is so they're fragile, they're very, very fragile. And it dawned on me that whatever anyone else is experiencing, whatever they see in me, they're experiencing it through their eyes. They're judging me through their eyes. And so, you know, how do you make really sometimes you think, how do I make a right or wrong decision if someone's going to judge me that way through the hurt they're feeling or the pain they're feeling? But for me, I knew, I mean, I made a lot of mistakes just with raising kids or the things I did or the things I said, but there was no, there was no intention to hurt and there was no intention to do anything malicious. It was just a bad bad judgment on my part at that time with what I knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, when you talk about like self-forgiveness and I know there's like this concept where sometimes it's so hard to forgive someone on the outside. And so it's like, I'm going to forgive myself instead. And in doing so, we're almost like releasing the other at the same time. Are we not like, is it actually possible to forgive ourselves without forgiving the others? Is it kind of like all an internal process? It is. Everything's internal. And and for me, how I learned it is when I started forgiving that person, it really was just me releasing that bond I had to that person for that perception of what they did you know, they really are doing it to themselves and they don't realize it. And the minute you start releasing anything that they've done to you, it just starts melting away. And I've had many people say to me is they don't deserve to be forgiven. They need to earn it. And what I tell people is if they've done something to you that hurt that bad, First of all, it's a reflection of their hurt because we say hurt people hurt people, which is true, but that is no excuse for it. But the thing is, is, is you just let that melt away because if they didn't care enough about you to not hurt you, they really don't care enough about you to care what you think or care what you're doing. That just goes back to being their burden that they have to carry with them. And if they didn't care about you, why would you want to carry that burden inside of you of a person who intended to hurt you. And with that release comes that release from your heart. And I actually talked about it in a quick video I did on my Facebook about how years and years and years of building up this armor on my heart. When you, when you start forgiving and you start loving yourself, it's just like that onion. You can peel the layers back. And then, then you get to your heart and then you cry every time you see a sad movie or something happens. So it's like, boy, I've gone from this person that was a wall to this person that has to carry Kleenex with her all the time, because it's, you know, you do, you see things, you see things, you, you realize with your real eyes, what is happening. 
There's no perception. Your heart's open. So not only do you see it, your heart is going to feel it. And that's when you really have come to a great point in your journey because your heart is all about love. You know, that high vibration of 500, which is really up there in our vibrational stepladder versus someone that's in anger or in shame, which vibrates at about 20 to 40. It's a very, very low vibration. And for me, I want to keep my vibration high and I want to, I want to feel and experience what it feels like to not have that trauma in my body. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really powerful reframe to really look if it's too hard for us to look with that person, almost with like compassionate eyes being like, you are hurting so much to even attempt to project this on me. So just that I almost like, I want to forgive you because it must hurt so much. And like, I wouldn't wish that pain upon anyone. But if we also think if you intentionally meant to hurt me, well, then I don't really want anything to do with you then. Right. Because I'm not going to accept those kinds of people in my life. And so I think that's an amazing reframe. And I totally agree. And I mentioned on the podcast quite often that life is really happening from the inside out. Like everything is coming through us, through our lenses, and then we are projecting it. And so anything that happens, it truly is our interpretation of it. And that's just one interpretation. That is not the way the person in- intended it. Like they have their own interpretation, right? And so we mm-hmm. really are each living our own life. And so when we Like, yes, there are some hurts that are like, they are going to hurt no matter what way we try and look at it. It's going to hurt, but it's also the recognition that it's also the way that I'm looking at it that defines maybe the extent of that hurt or like the extent of the pain that I am feeling from, you know, this hurt or this betrayal. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I tell people also is that you don't, to forgive a person, you don't have to ever see them again. You, you can just do it because we've got that one consciousness, that one mind, which our thoughts can permeate that into our universe. And it's, and so it is, and it's done. And, you know, I can remember my ex telling my girls, well, your mother said she forgave me, but she won't go back with me. Well, I forgave you. He didn't understand the concept of forgiving for me. And that doesn't mean you, you might never want to see them again, but you, you know, you're, that doesn't mean you're going to get back with them after what they've done to you. It's just, it's always going to be for you. And, and, you know, I, I, as much as that happened between us, once I found the self-love and once I found the quantum healing and, and healed myself, I don't have sympathy for him because he's a very smart man, but I do have compassion for him being so hurt inside. And when I think of him and I send love to him, it's love on a soul level. It's, it's not as his human avatar. It's as his soul, because everything we send out, we get back. And that's just a universal law. And that's what I want coming back to me. So I'm always going to send that out to someone, regardless of what they've done, because I want it to circle back to me and, and I'm not going to judge anymore. It's, it's, it's really interesting how that having to judge everyone dissolves because it just doesn't matter anymore. You're in a higher vibration. You don't, you, you don't think about those things. Now that's not to say I don't ever get mad or I don't ever get frustrated, 
but it's, it's a whole, instead of living your life every day like that, it becomes a very rare circumstance versus an everyday battle. Right. You are saying so many things and I have like so many other questions that I want to, I mean, we can go in so many different directions, but I do want to like stay on the forgiveness for a little bit longer. Now there's a saying, you know, forgive, but not forget, or do you forgive and forget? Like, what is your take on all of that? My take is, is that we forgive, but we, we must keep the lesson, just not, not the pain of the lesson, but the memory of the lesson. So we don't go backwards ever. We don't judge the lesson anymore. We don't care about the lesson anymore, but we keep it there. If we need to go back to it, if something feels familiar and it's like, okay, I've, I've gone through this before. I don't want to go through it again. So it's really kind of a, a, something that will be there in your subconscious. You pull it up, you remember it. There's no pain attached, but you know, you, you don't want to make that mistake again. So for me, it's, it's forgive, but still remember, you know, reframe it is not what happened to me because that victimizes you reframe it as what did I learn from it? And now I can move away from it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great point because it's pulling out the lessons. I feel like a lot of people could get stuck and maybe they don't want to forgive out of fear that they're going to forget and then end up like redoing the same thing, you know, or falling in the hands of like the same person again, like forgiving them just so they can be betrayed again. But it's really about like, no, no, focus on taking out the lesson. So how would you help someone? Maybe they're like, they've been betrayed or have a really, you know, hard hurt. How can they start finding the lesson within the hurt? One of the ways I do it, and and this this comes into the quantum healing aspect of what I do, and and I I've found that I I was so involved in forgiveness, and I knew I could do the quantum healing, but I had I had to figure out how this lines up, and so I finally pieced it together. It was like this little puzzle. I'm like I can't figure this out. It has to start with healing because you really can never heal yourself thoroughly unless there's forgiveness for yourself and for others. Anything you keep in at you is going to be a darkness and it's going to be a lower vibrational frequency and you don't want that. And so the second step is the quantum healing with forgiveness. We have to find, we have to go into someone's body because that's where it's stored. It's cellular memory and it, it's so interesting because it can be starting from your mother's womb. If she had issues with pregnancy, it can be ancestral trauma because we have so many ancestors. And as the bloodline carries through, those can oftentimes come with it. And so what I do, if someone doesn't understand how they can forgive, I, I use a little bit of hypnosis or, or my meditation voice, just a calming voice. And we relax and I have them close their eyes and we start doing a body scan. Where does it hurt? Where are you holding? Your body knows everything. All you have to do is ask it and then listen. Where are you holding that pain? What does it feel like? What color is it? And you have to give me your first answer. It's got to go like this. You can't think about it because then you'll make up stories. When you just are asked and you just tell me, 
I know that there's your, that's your truth. So we go in and find that and we release it through many different ways, whether it's doing the Ho'oponopono for that person, whether it's, it's something much worse as in sexual, you know, assaults or something egregious like that. We do a lot of visualization and we go through it step by step, but I take the pain out of it. I take the hurt out of it and just leave the situation. So you can see it without, not always, there, there always be a little emotion, but you try to see it without emotion, just as something that's happened to you, but you have to get rid of it. You can't just talk about it with a psychologist or a psychiatrist. They get you to the point where you know what it is, which is really advantageous, but you truly have to release it. And that could be through visualization and telling them, you know, you forgive them. It could be through anger, hitting a pillow until you feel that release. It could be just through, I've had people, tears are frequent. And that's one of the best ways to release something because I was given a message a couple months ago when I, right when I wake up, I'll, I'll ask if there's any messages for that day. And the thing they told me is they said, when you're thinking about something that hurt you and you start crying, what is happening is the cellular memory is coming out through your tears. And so you're releasing it that way. And that made a lot of sense to me because I, everybody says, have a good cry, you'll feel better. And so there's a lot of crying and I've even had people, you know, I'm just going to say it because this can happen. I've even had people get sick and throw up because there's something been lodged in them so long, so deep that when they finally find it, it's so embedded. That's the only way they can get it up. And I've never, I've never had a session be the same. They're all different. You know, it's, it's just really interesting what is in there and your subconscious will bury things so deeply to try to protect you, but it's still in there and, and you can have a trigger at any time. And so there's, there's many ways to do it, but those are, are general, generally the most successful in digging them up and releasing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard recently too, that even um, like a crying, it's almost like a trauma response and it releases a lot of cortisol, like when you're crying. So it's actually really good for you. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to cry, right. They want to hide their tears from people, but like, no, it's actually a good thing. Now I know that's going to be like a whole society shift, like breaking paradigms of like, you know, the yeah. shame of crying. But I, I mean, I am hopeful for a future where like we could pass all of this through. You know, and I just, I honestly, I just made a, a video of that. I think it was last week because my, I'm always the stoic one. I never cried. I mean, if something had to be done, you know, I knew I had to do it and just sweep it up. Let's fix it. Let's make it right. Well, I've been healing. This has been a decade. It was a decade in October that, that my journey really started. So I've done so much healing in that time. And actually me healing, helping others heal themselves, that heals me also to go on that journey with them. But my daughter came out to visit. And as she got ready to leave, she spent five days with me. She's in Arizona. I'm in South Carolina. I just hugged her and then I just burst out in tears. Never done that in my life. I'm like, okay, who is this person? And I could tell it scared her because she 
mom doesn't cry. And she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just sad that you're leaving. So I started, I asked my guides, I'm like, okay, what is this? Who am I? What just happened? Please explain to me. And it, what it is, is that when you've been suppressed or put down or been in a marriage or relationship with a narcissist, that is no matter what you do, you can't win. You, you try to, oh, they'll like this. Well, no, they don't. Every time I did that, I layered my heart. I just put more and more armor on it every single time something hurt to where it's like, I don't want to hurt anymore. So I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to just layer it to where no one can get to me. Well, with healing, the layers start coming off and the real you appears. And when something saddens you, you cry, even a movie, you just, you know, anything that can touch your heart where your love center is, where your truth center is, if you're open and you're healing or healed, you're going to have the response of tears because that's a natural response to, to feel someone else's pain, to feel compassion for them or feel what they're feeling. And that as an empath, I'm sure you are too, as we're talking about it, we do feel other people's pain. And it, it's just something now that a lot of times when I can feel someone's pain, I can get a download of how to help them release that. So tears, tears are great for men too. We really, we really need to start a society that allows men to cry because they have as much pain as we do, but they've can, been conditioned from the time they're a little boy that you can't cry and you can, you need to, it's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk a little bit about like the fear. Okay. So there's fear of crying, but there's also like, there could be a fear of forgiveness. And I'm glad that you were talking about how, like, even if you forgive and you forget, you still take the lesson. And it doesn't mean that you don't get angry or you feel pain. You're just better able to kind of move beyond it. But I feel like it, there can almost be a fear that maybe we're not even aware of. Like I'm talking like ego and our higher self, like ego and Holy spirit, whatever you want to identify with. Like, it's kind of those, like the ego doesn't necessarily want to forgive. It might be withholding that forgiveness because who would the ego be without the anger and the pain, right? So that's almost like shedding a part of us, shedding an identity and like what goes beyond that, that could be really scare, scary. And so I feel like a lot of people could end up, and this is all like subconsciously, but subconsciously staying stuck and withholding forgiveness because they don't know the other side. What is your take on that? Um, I talk about that a lot is that when you start practicing forgiveness and self-love, you're moving towards a higher vibration. That higher vi vibration of knowing the inner you no longer needs the ego. The ego is that little false persona that lies to us all the time to keep us safe. And forgiveness is actually a very, very spiritual thing because it doesn't make sense. Forgiveness doesn't make sense to the ego or to our brain because we're always in protection mode. We're always in that fight or flight with ego. And, and it's so interesting because we start believing everything it tells us. Instead of going inside, we're listening to, you know, that angel devil type thing. But as you start this journey of healing, 
of forgiveness, of raising your vibration, the ego is not necessary any longer because you elevate it into a higher place that doesn't need that ego because you've gone inside. And I really feel like the ego is outside almost. It's almost outside of us telling us what to do. And when you go inside, you, you intrinsically have the answers. You know what's good. You know what's bad. And that really is, is a truth. And so you've got a truth that you can go to inside or you can have a lie that you depend on on the outside. And for me, there was just hands down. I'm, I'm going with the love and with the truth. And when you do raise your vibration and have that mentality, you will notice that people that are still in a third dimension, dimensional reality of, of ego, it's almost like they don't see you because we're vibrating higher. They, there's no interactions anymore. There's no, you know, people acting rude. I mean, that's not to say never, but we walk a little bit of a different path. We walk a path of, of peace, of love, of hope, of joy, and that's our go-to. So we no longer have a need for ego. We protect ourselves with the inner truth, and we just release that ego, just transmuted into the universe. Yeah. So what do you think is like the breaking point for people to start getting to that point of forgiveness or really start looking at themselves and be like, okay, I really need to let this go. Like, it almost sounds like you almost just get to a point where you're like, enough is enough. I need to make a change, but how can people begin to get to that point to, you know, desire taking the step to start doing that forgiveness journey? Because it sounds like it could be very difficult if we are still stuck in ego in the 3d. So how do they navigate that? It, it has to come to a point where it's so painful for you to continue, whether that pain elicits anger, whether it's fear, whether it's, it's self-doubt, whether it's self-hate. You have to just get to that point where, where you look at yourself and you're like, these things aren't helping me. These things aren't healthy for me. What do I want to do? And the pain is just too much to bear anymore because I've got people like that. That, no, I'm not going to forgive. No one deserves that. I will not. I will not. How does that feel inside you? Can you describe that to me? Well, I'm I'm pissed and I'm angry. Okay. And do you feel that every day? Do you like that feeling? Well, no, I don't like that feeling. Why do you, and you keep going back. Why? Why? Why do you want to keep it? Well, because they did this. Can you change that? No, you can't change that. So why do you want to hurt, hold that hurt and that anger and that, that, mental attitude that's just hurting you every day. And I'm telling you, there are some hard-headed people out there and they do not want to forgive, but they also don't want that pain. So it can be a really long process for some that fight it like that, but it just, you know, you have to do your mirror work, you know, literally go look in the mirror and ask yourself, do you, do you deserve this pain and suffering day in and day out? Do you like this feeling day in and day out? Do you like the fact that because you're hurt, you're probably going to hurt others? How does that make you feel? Are you good with that? You're angry all the time. You don't get along with your coworkers. You, you know, you, you have road rage. You're, you're angry at everybody that tells you something that you don't want to hear. If it doesn't stop, you're going to implode. You will. And there'll be 
Keeping that all in you will make you physically sick. Whatever's inside you, those negative feelings, it has to come out on the outside. It will manifest in the form of an illness. And, and really that's your, that's like your last call. Are you going to make yourself sick? Are you going to get cancer? Are you going to get, you know, any of these autoimmune diseases, whatever's going on inside of you has to manifest on the outside. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually going to go back to when you were talking about like doing the body scan. And so we can end up withholding that forgiveness and it's, it's affecting our body and it can come out as pain or like you're saying as illness and sickness. And then it really like, then it really becomes the forefront of our life and we really need to start paying attention. But then a lot of us don't, because then it goes to, we'll take the medication, right? We have like, we think it's just, we need medication and then we'll heal. Like we, we don't seem to make the, um, like attach it together that like the physical and the internal are emotional. Like it's all one and it all needs to be healed together, not medication to subside the pain, but not actually getting to the root cause of the problem. That's absolutely correct. And, and when you say the root cause, which trauma is it that's inside of you doing this? Because you, you know, you can go to a pharmacy and get your pills, but you're masking, you're never going to cure that way you know, and, and you're, you're taking those, that synthetic medication. And I get some people have to take it. It's okay. But when you've got those, those problems of anger and animosity inside of you, a pill's not going to cure that. It's going to mask it for a little while. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're sick. And, and, you know, that happened to my mom and she, she had issues with my dad. They got a divorce and she would always say she forgave him. She forgave him. And she ended up getting stage four cancer. By the time we found it, there was no cure. And it was, it was real interesting because about three days before she died, you know, she said to me, she says, you know, they threw rocks at me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Who? She goes, well, the kids in in third grade, they threw rocks at me. She was 75. She was holding something in from third grade. And your dad, your dad slept with all my friends. I said, mom, what are you talking about? She goes, well, he did. I said, but why didn't we forgive that? Why didn't we go through those motions? She goes, she goes, I did forgive him. But when you're still holding on to those things and telling someone you are, not, you have not utilized forgiveness in a proper way, because that's not the last thing you think about three days before you pass away. It's what, what those people did to you. So she said it, but she didn't do it. And so it, it, it took her life. In my opinion, it took her life. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking. It was horrible, but I have to tell you, it was one of my greatest epiphanies because, you know, my husband had done the same thing to me. And I just remember when my mom told me that, and I realized she hadn't forgiven him. I just, I said to myself that I, I, that will never happen to me. No, no man or no, n- no one from third grade is going to take my life from me. I'm going to heal. And I did. I'm not saying, you know, everything. I mean, I'm sure when I, when I have people that I work with, I mean, we do find triggers. There's still things be- very deep in there. And, but I am willing to find them and work on them. 
And you have to be willing to do that before you can properly heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of this idea, like our thoughts are literally killing us. If we have those negative thoughts, I mean, it's just, it's so eye opening to know. And it, you know, I like that you kind of said that, yes, people do need medication. And I think this is a beautiful, how they can work together, right? Medication to subside the pain and whatever is going on, the inflammation, all of that, but then still do the inner work and using them together I mean, then you can actually really get to the problem where at some point you don't need the medication anymore and then you're okay. Absolutely. It has its time and its place. I'm not going to dispute that at all. But, you know, I had a father-in-law that was taking like 37 pills a day. He didn't want it. He wouldn't do the work. He would not do the work, you know, and eventually, of course, it took his life. But, you know, we all need crutches at time. We just do. We're human. That's that element that we can't get rid of. We're on this planet and we're human. And if that is a crutch for then or something that, you know, you're doing, but, but the end result needs to be that, that heart opening up. You need to love yourself because when you love yourself, you love others in a different way. You know, you think you can only love your family, but that's simply not true. And, you know, I'll give you an example. I was, I was on a flight a couple months ago and it was, this lady was so sweet. That was, that was the stewardess, you know, the flight attendant and she was older. She, you know, I'm going to say she was probably in her seventies and she was so sweet, so kind, just very, very old school. And she would get on, you know, and just make little jokes. And I noticed the other ones weren't really talking to her. And when I got off that plane, I just went up and her up to her and I told her, I said, you know, you made this flight so fun. I said, I love you. And she started crying, you know, and it's a very, very simple thing to say because I did love her. I loved her soul. I loved her compassion for others. I loved her sense of humor. And why wouldn't I tell someone that, you know, that's such a very small little thing to tell someone in the big scheme of things. But in in that moment of that now, I loved that woman. She was amazing. And when you do love and respect yourself and when you are going through healing, you do have this different outlook on life. You know, that compassion does bring you to a love. And and it's 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 a different love than, you know, your family because you're loving everyone now on that soul level for their own individual selves. And it, it's just a really... I, I often say this, and, and I never thought I'd say this, but I wish everyone could wake up in the morning feeling like I do, like just so happy to be here. And and I'm 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 not making this up. I'm like the gratitude I feel for everything I've been through and for the people in my life and meeting people like you. I mean, it's just it, this journey just gets better every single day. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I love the way that you put that because I do feel like when you do practice the self-love and then you could identify like the ego and then we're all one. And so like, of course we love one another. And then to be able to share that with someone and just make someone's day, like, why not? When we see other people feel good, we feel good. It's like that whole, um, you know, it's making me think just last night I was talking to a friend and 
you know, we had the debate of like, do you prefer receiving a gift or giving a gift? And everybody chose giving. It's so nice to be able to give and then you receive from their reaction, right? Um, mm-hmm. I love that we're talking about love because I want to go back to the four phrases in the Ho'oponopono. So it begins with, I love you, I believe. Can you repeat those, please? I can. And it can actually be said in any different way. It's all it's all going to manifest. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. And not only can we use it for other people, it's very effective for ourselves. And honestly, there's not much work you have to do. You just have to open your heart up and let it emanate from there and just repeat it. And you don't even have to do it out loud. So powerful. And, and, you know, it's Hawaiian. And if, if you've been to Hawaii, you know how the Hawaiians are. I mean, it's like they're, they're relaxed. They're friendly. It's just, I've been there like 10 times. I absolutely love the islands and it's, it's just their culture. And so when there's a, a, an interruption in their cohesiveness, man, the family gets together and it's like, we're talking about this, we're forgiven, we're, I mean, it doesn't continue. Like how ego makes you hold a grudge, not there, not there. And to me, it was just, it was so ironic that that it chose me because I have such a respect for the islands and the people. They're just, the culture is absolutely amazing. And just, just say it. You can say it out loud and give it a little more strength. You can say it in your head. But if you go to sleep saying it, that's when your subconscious picks it up and just works on it with, without any effort whatsoever. Yeah. I love that you say that. That was going to be one of my questions of, do you do it in, you know, more of a meditative state or hypnosis state when the subconscious mind is more active and present to take in all that information so that it really soaks in. And I really love the way that you say that it chose you. Can you elaborate on that? Like, what do you mean? Okay. So this, I'm going to make this story really, really quick. When I was trying, when I was healing, my, my daughters and I took a trip to the big island of Hawaii. And before I left, my guides told me, they said, feed the stray. And I know to do what my guides tell me. I will just tell you that if, if I ignore them, it just never goes well. So when to me, a stray was a dog. And so I had some like dog treats and I looked all over the island, every place we went and nothing felt right because there are a lot of stray dogs on the islands. And I'm like, no, that's not it. That's not it. So into the, a couple of days into the trip, we took we took a hike to the Kilauea volcano, which was active at the time. And I it was going to be kind of a half a day hike. So we took food and drink and everything. So I was crossing um, a, a wooden bridge with rope over a ravine. And I heard my guide say, make an offering to the island. I'm like, okay. So I had, I had like a sandwich. I don't even remember what it was, a cupcake, who knows. And I threw a piece of food into the, into the ravine. And that was my offering to the island. And so as we continued our walk, um, you know, maybe half a mile or something, I don't know, but I heard this rustling in the foliage and I looked over and there was this, this is the craziest looking bird. It had these bright red eyes. And I looked down at it and my daughter was looking, I'm like, Maddie, do you see that? She goes, yeah. 
she goes, and its little foot was hobbled and it was hungry. So I have pictures of my daughter actually bending down and feeding the bird. It hopped over to her and it ate out of her hand. And my guide said, that's your stray. So I knew right then and there, that's what I had been looking for. So we continued the day. We continued our trip. We, you know, it was like a 10 day trip. And when I got home, I kept seeing this word and it was Ho'oponopono. I had never seen it in my life. All of a sudden, my friend was talking about it. I saw it in a magazine. I just kept popping up. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is, but I know I'm seeing it too many times for it. It's no coincidence. I need to figure out what it is. And that's when I started looking into it being that ancient Hawaiian forgiveness practice. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, it's free. I've spent so much money on trying to heal myself and talk to people. And, and my guides told me, try it, just try it. And that's when I started every night, you know, hand on my heart, laying down and just repeating, repeating, repeating. And I still do it to this day. I still do it to this day. But because I honored the island, which, you know, Hawaii is always forming. It comes from the ocean and it's alive. And I honored, I honored what they had asked me to make, you know, give it that offering. And when I came back, they gave me Ho'oponopono. Wow. It's amazing. I love that. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. this day, that's like, that's like one of those things I'm like, how was I so lucky? You know, how, how, why did they choose me? But they did. And I'm forever grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And, and I feel like in my life too, if I hear of the same thing three times in a row, then I'm like, okay, that's my cue <laughs> to start looking further into it. But life really does want to direct you in the right direction when you're open, willing, and ready to receive that direction. Yes, absolutely. We've been conditioned by society from the time we're little, you know, there's a lot of division right now. And um, just they, they keep us in the house. They tell us, you know, don't go barefoot. Don't, don't anything in nature is going to wake you up. To possibilities, but you know, they divide by politics, they divide by color, they divide by religion, and that keeps us at odds with one another. And there, you know, this the strength would be coming together and understanding and respecting each other's difference of opinion and just letting it go. And that's where that ego steps in and chatters at you. You know, you've got to behave this way, or you've got to tell them off, or you've got to make sure they know your opinion. We all have an opinion. We all have an opinion, and they're all different, every single one. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. It is, yeah. And I, you know, just when you're when you're saying about how we're, we're wearing shoes, um, it makes me think of this video that I recently watched of someone who is measuring his f- frequency when he was wearing rubber, like shoes with the rubber soles, right? And like, we all have them. And then he took off his shoes and then tested again with his foot on the grass and it like spiked right up. And so it's just so interesting. And so anybody listening, I, you know, encourage you to check out the video and also like, give it a try, right? Um, Barefoot walking, like a lot of, it's it's a whole, it raises your vibration and it can be a whole mindful practice. It does. It's, it's very interesting. You know, I, I've, I've gone barefoot all my life, truly, you know, and it, it's just something that I do, especially in grass. I love grass. And 
the worst thing that ever happened to us was tennis shoes, running shoes, workout shoes. That rubber keeps us from the negative ions of the earth. And the earth will recharge us. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, it makes me so grateful that this information is coming more to the forefront now. It's really so exciting for the future. I know there's hope. I think there's hope. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't this just an amazing conversation? I'm going to end this episode right here, but tune in next Wednesday when I release part two of our conversation. This is where Nicole and I are going to continue talking about our spirit guides, how to connect with them. And we're also going to demystify some common fears around the ascension from the 3D consciousness to 5D consciousness that many of us may be experiencing lately. And so be sure to tune in next Wednesday for the last half of our conversation. In the meantime, if you want to hear more from Nicole, you can check out her website at nicoleharvick.com or her social platforms on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube at Nicole Harvick. Here are today's self-empowerment takeaways. One, Forgiveness starts with you and it's for you. Forgiveness allows you to release those negative emotions that are stuck within your body. If they remain stuck in your body, that's when sickness and pain and other symptoms could come up. And so it's really important that we learn to truly forgive and let go. Two, forgive and let go of the hurt, but keep the lesson. Forgive and let go does not mean that you're going to fall back into the same kind of pattern that you were before, but you were hanging on to the lesson that you have learned through that hurt. However, you don't remember the hurt, so you don't allow that to remain trapped in your body. Three, take advantage of the in-between times to reprogram your subconscious mind. When Nicole mentioned the in-between times, she was talking about the period right before you fall asleep and then the period right after you wake up. That is when your subconscious mind is most open and willing to accept all information. Our brain is mostly in theta brainwave state at that point. And so all of the information could just bypass our conscious mind and go right in. And so this is the perfect time of day to do your forgiveness practice, and also to state your affirmation and visualizations for your goal that you are striving towards in the future. Four, remember that we are all doing the best that we can with the knowledge that we have. We are all out to protect ourselves. We're all about self-preservation. And so when we don't know another way, when we don't know what to do, when we are caught up in ego, Ego wants to compete with others. Ego wants to put everybody else down so that we could lift ourselves up. Now, I'm not making excuses or validating anybody's negative, you know, reaction or behavior towards people. But what I am saying is that hurt people hurt people because we are all truly just doing the best that we can at the awareness level that we're at with the knowledge that we have. Five, when you truly practice self-love, you recognize the love that you have for others on a soul level. 
Now that I'm thinking about it, this could also be like a great indicator for you in terms of the amount of self-love that you express for yourself. Because when you truly do love yourself, you will begin seeing yourself in others. As Nicole and I talked about, everything is all one. And so truly loving yourself, you automatically begin to see yourself in others. And so you cannot help but love everybody on a soul level. I'm not talking about the physical bodies, but everybody does have a soul. Everybody has a soul that just wants to love and be loved and be giving and spread peace and joy and we can love the soul of each and every person despite what they're doing in this physical 3D reality. As always, I would love to hear your biggest takeaway from today's episode. So please go ahead and leave a rating and review on the podcast platform that you are listening to right now. If you're listening to this on Spotify, go ahead and answer the question that I had asked within the episode page itself to let me know your biggest takeaway. And also, if you're watching this episode right now on our YouTube channel, please leave a comment to let us all know your biggest takeaway. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Tune in for part two next week. And until then, be empowered. Thanks for being here. I hope you got just as much value out of today's episode as I did. If you feel called, please leave a rating and review of this podcast and share this episode with someone who you feel would benefit from the conversation we had. It's going to help us reach more people. And this is just one way that we can all help empower each other from the inside out. 